This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Uh, we change gears just a little bit and pay tribute to Ketlam Tembu, who died at the age of 67. He was a former, uh, he was a former president of the Azanian People's Organization Azapo. Uh, many family members, friends, and leaders in politics and business uh, were paying tribute to him, describing him as a selfless leader who loved people. I suppose any revolutionary has to have some degree of love for their people. But I'm joined now on the line by academic author and anti-apartheid activist, uh, not a, an unfamiliar voice here on Power Talk because we actually had a nice open conversation with him at some point, Dr. Musiburi Mangena. Uh, good morning, sir, and welcome to Power Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing that part for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you try. I'm almost there. At least I'm no longer angunizing it too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I'm all right. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you so much for making the time for us. I mean, uh, for all, you know, uh, people in the black consciousness space, but Azapo people particularly, uh, the loss of uh, Ketlam Tembu must have been a difficult one. I suppose at 67, you might be old, but not too old to continue contributing to society. Yeah, in today's world, uh, 67 is uh, beginning and stuff. You know, uh, people, people, people live uh, 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 much longer than that. Yeah. And uh, as I, many of us are really heartbroken. Mm. And, and we usually say that, that um, uh, you know, death always um, rips us apart. We, people are, as people, we are, we are stupid. We, know we don't get used to death. Whenever it happens, you know, it, it rips us apart. Mm. But in this case, it, uh, considering who Kekla was, the way he loved his country, he loved his people and tried his best to work for them, it looks like um, we bury him at the same time as we bury much of the humanity of black people in this country. Mm. I, I, the last seven days or so, you look at the screen, um, it is the humiliation of black people. It, you see black faces. You see them um, carrying those things in an undignified fashion, you mm. know, carrying looting stuff and looting their own people because spaza shops, small businesses in the townships, the radio stations of black people in Alex and in Foslores and similar other places are vandalized mm. and the machinery taken away. You don't know for what purpose and so on. And you see them uh, being chased by the police and the army. Uh, and you see them. Uh, it is only, the Af especially the African component. Yeah. And you see them lying there in the cold on the tarmac, you know, with police and an army with guns over them and so on and this is the period during which we bury Teta Mtembu, a champion of uh, the liberation of our people absolutely and and, 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 yeah. and i think 
I'll come back to this issue you know, on the atmosphere uh, that we find our country uh, in at the moment. But I just want to understand uh, or let our listeners understand who was Keslam Tembu and how did you get to know him? Uh, Keslam Tembu was a young guy who was born in, in Soweto in uh, 1954 uh, and went to school in Soweto. And joined the uh, student Christian movement, a uh, very, very religious fellow. But then uh, came in contact with people like Unkoputi mm. uh, uh and and uh, became a um, a black consciousness adherent. And uh, in early eighties. Uh, he was elected the third president of Azapo. Um, and uh, I didn't know him because at the time I was in prison. Yes. Uh, and he uh, came to, that is, I first came to know him uh, around uh, 1980 or 81 or something like that. Mm. When he came to Mahulering where I was banned and Danish Makulering is uh, in Mukopani here in Limpopo. I was banned and banished there when I was released from uh, Robben Island. He and many other uh, Azapo uh, leaders came to visit me in in Makulering, and he was he was one of them. Uh, the likes of Letsatsi Musala and Semito uh, Vata. Uh, 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 the George Hocop and others. Mm. So he came to visit me there. Then, then when he, there, there was no political activity at all in Mahulering at the time, and the unknown to them, uh, the, the the regime in uh, throwing throwing us around, putting us in all over the country. I was something of a novelty to the people for Mahulering, especially the young people. Mm. And they got interested in what I stood for, and I was therefore able to start uh, an Azapo branch there in Mahulering. There was no political activity in that place at all. There was no any other organization that operated there. So they, the leaders of Azapo came there uh, a few times to come and uh, interact with that structure. Then um, in 1981, uh, after returning from Botswana, where he had uh, gone to meet the leadership of the Black Consciousness Movement of Azania, they had agreed that I should leave the country, Mm. uh, go into exile. So he came there to instruct me to leave the country. Uh, Up to the the time of his death, whenever we met, I always said to him, when are you sent me into exile? (laughs) Never forget that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and and I'm sure it's something you'd, um, at least now in the democratic dispensation, something you'd laugh about and, you know. Oh, yes, yes. We laugh about that now and, and, and so on. And he would say sorry. And he said, I was only carrying out instructions yes. of, uh, of, uh, of the other leaders. And so, yes, um, he then went away and organized that I should leave the country. And um, uh, and then after I had left the country and I was in Botswana, 
uh, and I was in the leadership of the BCMA, he came there several times uh, to consult with us um, about the way things were going. And of course, then later on, he went full force into business. And uh, then the, the, his uh, prominence and his intensity of involvement in political activity declined somewhat. Mm. He was now in the background, supporting, especially financially and in terms of uh, ideas and so on. Um, he was always there. And he was part of a group called, I think they called themselves the Black Initiative Forum. Mm. In uh, fact, in fact, I wanted to ask about that because most people tend to think, you know, when people move into business, they lose their consciousness uh, because they get into the trappings, you know, of the profit motives and, you know, bottom line. And they are just worried about the, the, the business part of it and not necessarily society, especially because of the outlook we have on business that it doesn't always position itself as on the side of the people. But you seem to suggest that uh, Ketlam Tembu uh, applied his trade in a different manner. No, never did. And in fact, he saw the business uh, environment as another uh, front of uh, the struggle because he said black people are poor. Black people are nowhere in the economy Mm. and that black people must take initiatives to involve themselves in the economy of this country. And that even when we gain political freedom, um, if we don't have a, a hand, a stake in the economy of the country, we will be nowhere. We will mm. we'll continue to be controlled by others. And that if you have political power, but you don't have economic power, you are nothing. And so he supported every initiative uh, that empowered black people in the economy, especially in the townships uh, and so on. I don't have all the details uh, of uh, which particular black person he helped. But I knew that he was uh, in a lot of initiatives mm. with the people like Ro Mahamula and others, the Kunene brothers, etc., cetera, um, in trying to improve uh, the participation of black people in business. Absolutely. In fact, the president of the Black Business Council, Sandile Zungu, uh, described him uh, not only just as a sharp thinker and intellectual, went on to say all his life he has always been interested in the unity of black people. He was specifically interested in the advancement of black people in the economy. He chose to work very closely with black business all his life instead of distancing himself from his colleagues. And I suppose this reflects quite well on the legacy that we will have remaining of Ketlam Tembo. But if you were to talk uh, to some of the legacies that he leaves behind, what is it that should remain in our memory when we think about Ketlam Tembu 10 years, 20 years from today? I think one of, one of the uh, most important one is, is uh, almost complete and total involvement with black people, his love of them. And he did, um, as far as I could see, uh, he did everything he did in order to advance the cause of black people in all their manifestation. As I said, he was very big uh, in, in religion and, uh, and where I'm not big, but I've, I've, I've seen even um, 
uh, in his uh, uh, obituary that mm. uh, he remained very strong in the church. And I know he remained strong in business. He remained strong politically behind the scenes. Whilst he was no longer in uh, political leadership, um, but he was uh, always there, always uh, had his ear available for people who wanted to talk to to him about um, political developments and so forth. And I do know that um, he was very concerned about the state of uh, a black organization mm. presently. The last time we spoke, I don't know if you, have, you know a, a person called um, Mulungis Mavana, who died very recently, a very close mm. friend of his and so on. He was yes. also in business uh, with others. So after the funeral of uh, Mavana, uh, where uh, uh, Ketla played a prominent role, me and him spoke on the phone for probably more than two hours. Mm. Uh, and most of the time we were talking about the decline in black organization and leadership in every sphere of our lives, whether it is in the church, yeah. whether it's in civil society, whether it is in politics. You just look at the caliber of leadership in the PAC, look at the caliber of leadership in the ANC, look at the caliber of leadership in Azapo, and compare that with the caliber of leadership not so long ago, you know? Mm. Uh, it is extremely poor. And that, as black people, we need to find a way of um, reorganizing ourselves and deploying the best talent we have got um, in uh, strengthening the organization of our people. And that... Uh, because of that poverty of leadership, uh, the quality of life of black people as a whole is declining. And and, and, and that's very, very tragic. And let me take a short ad break. I'll come back to you. I see Lesiba is also on the line wanting to pay tribute to Dadeke Islam Tembu there. 0861-987-000 is the dial if you want to put a thought or share a message that, you know, how you remember Keslam Tembu, former Azapo president, but also a very uh, astute business person having been described as a person who loved uh, black unity, worked for black business in the country. 0861-987-000 is our dial this morning. You're listening to Power Talk, 9 a.m. to noon. Indeed, with myself, Lukon Amguni. Let me welcome Lesiba there on 0861-987-000. Lesiba, good morning. Good morning, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Only a pleasure. Um, and thanks for bringing that Mangena there. The last time I saw him, it was at Lyoko Prison. He was in transit to Robben Island. That's the I last was, time you saw him. That's the last time I saw that's him. That's over 30 years ago. And he still sounds like a lion. Mm. Yes. Um, the the only gripe I have with him and everybody else in the movie, including Kassam Tembu, this is what we, need to, we always argued about, mm. was that uh, uh, where is this uh, Azania? You know? Mm. Why is it that they... they the Azanians who don't have land, and but in in fact, how do you give people buy in? 
into this Azania idea so that people can then call themselves Azanian. But Kesam Tembu, I, I remember him. Also, I'm talking things long ago. In, in, in Haman's Kral, there was a, a, a Azapo conference there. And then the, the serpent players from Deben came with a play there that almost wrecked Azapo on that day. Mm. And then uh, Kesam Tembu, uh, you know, freedom of expression, that's the day I heard that expression. Yeah. That people have freedom of expression. Take this as what these people are expressing, you know. And he was he was a freedom loving person, and he did his problem again was demarcating. You know, Kesha always felt like you can't bring politics into this. Mm. When he and 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 people don't know that Kesham Tembu actually took Coca Cola by the neck when he he came up with the Pepsi thing. He brought Pepsi Cola here. And Coca-Cola spent millions and millions of rents to, to stop Kesam Tembu's drive. And uh, unfortunately, he was maligned by the very organization that would not be ex- in existence today had Kesam Tembu not stood his ground at Hamaskral on that day. I hear you loud and clear, Leslie, but thank you so much for sharing that uh, story with us. Uh, my guest is still Dr. Mosebudi Mangena there with uh, me reflecting on the times and life of Kesla Mtembu. Today, uh, you hear Lesiba sharing that story, having last seen you in Lukop uh, prison. Those are many, many years ago. Uh, I'm sure it brings back some memories, especially as we are talking about Kesla Mtembu and the importance of leadership. And I like how you put it, leadership in all spheres of life. And some even say, dare I mention, leadership in the home itself. Absolutely. In the home, uh, ju- just look at how uh, the, the percentages that are given of uh, children who don't live with their fathers. Mm. Um, and it, it, is, uh, it is horrendous. And uh, generally, society... Uh, the black society, the black community. Uh, and that then uh, manifests itself also in the manner in which we govern ourselves. Yes. Yeah, um, look at what is happening in the municipalities. Uh, do you know that uh, the, the, the majority of municipalities that get clean audits are in the Western Cape? Yes. Yeah, where, where uh, uh, white people are in charge. And we, we are from the liberation struggle. We are from uh, uh, centuries of oppression. So where we, we control, we should be going all out to ensure that we serve our people with distinction, we, with a dedication to ensure that we improve the quality of their lives. And if it is not happening at the municipal level, that layer of government that is closest to the people, it means people on the ground are suffering. And you, you, in fact, even before the auditor general comes to you, you just visit our townships. Mm. You know, yeah, there is there is litter everywhere. It is not collected. Uh, sewage is flowing in the streets, uh, and so on. And um, uh, refuse is not collected the way it's supposed to be collected, and so on. And look at how we have. Uh, destroyed the uh, 
state-owned enterprises that are supposed to help us uh, help the vast majority of black people get out of uh, of, of poverty and so on. Mm. And so it's 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 a it's a problem uh, that especially we and I keep saying that we in the black consciousness movement must blame ourselves for stopping to preach the uh, gospel of uh, black consciousness, of self-love, of dedication to our people, recognizing where they come from, and uh, doing all we can to lift their self-worth, their uh, pride in themselves and their work, and uh, uh, their, their, their desire to help, for, to, to, to work for one another, help each other get out of poverty and difficult situations. Mm. So it seems as though that's what we should do because, um, you know, whether it is in the taxi industry, and I'm pleased today as to see that the taxi industry is one of the sectors that has stood up to say uh, no more looting. Yes. I mean, yeah, I was just, before I spoke to you, I was just talking to the Kumalo family down in Deben where two brothers have been killed at the hands of Indian people in Phoenix. And you, I'm, I'm sure you may have seen the brewing tensions uh, or the crystallizing, not necessarily brewing, they've been brewing. And that's why there was a social cohesion commission uh, uh, actually instituted by then Premier Willis Mkunu in the province uh, to say, look at this relationship between African and uh, Indian people. Uh, when you see things like that, what is the responsibility of those who espouse black consciousness as they are uh, as they are governing ideology in life what is it that they should be doing in communities such as phoenix it's a huge it's a huge and as you remember we define black people as those who are historically oppressed and and they stood together to fight against uh, oppression mm. and it included indians colors and africans yes. so we were one now these days Black means African, and 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 um, so we see alienation now developing um, amongst these different uh, uh, groups. Even in the Western Cape, you start seeing this thing between the colors and the the, the, mm. the, the 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 Africans. So we have got a big responsibility to um, uh, ensure that that spirit is imbued once more in. In, in our consciousness as a people. We are, we are this angry people who, as Steve had said, who um, are emptied of any, any content and we, 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 we take out our anger on other black people and their property. Mm. And just look at how we have been looting. I was been talking to a, 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 a young black a person in, in, in Soweto whose business has been ransacked yes. by by the neighborhood. And uh, your mother has seen Lakilu Khwati, the same thing. Yes, you know? yes, he yes. He started a business. He was... Um, Orlando Pirates star, captain. Mm. You know, you know, and the people knew him, they loved him, but on this day, they took their anger um, out against him, mm. you know? Yes, it's, 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 it's sad. So we've got a lot of work to do. 
Dade, on that note, and I hope uh, we will all join hands and continue that work. But thank you so much. We can't put it on yourself. Now you should be enjoying your space and your retirement. But uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Power Talk. Thank you very much. Thank you. That is, of course, uh, academic author and anti-apartheid activist Dr. Musibudi Mangena there joining us to pay tribute to the late Ketla Stole, former president of Azania. That brings that part to an end. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.